Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. So we went to the pumpkin patch this week uh, and it was one where like it's the full, the huge pumpkin patch. We decided we were each going to pick out a pumpkin. Oh, uh-huh. so we walked around totally individual of each other and picked out our pumpkins and I had no scale of how big the pumpkin I'd chosen was until I put it next to the one that Larissa <laughs> grabbed <laughs> and I realized it was big, but I was like, well, there were plenty of bigger ones out here, so I'm, I'm not worried about it. But as we got up there, I realized that. I'd also seen no explanation of what the pumpkins cost. I was just about to ask, is it pumpkin by the pound? So I roll my wagon with my giant, giant pumpkin up to the window and the women in the counter just start laughing. And they're like, that's the biggest pumpkin I've seen anybody grab this entire time. (laughs) (laughs) And they tell me that, yes, it is priced by the pound. So one of them scoops it up and I was like, I might have to get a different pumpkin here. But I didn't. So me and my $20 pumpkin, (laughs) me and my 40 pound pumpkin went home together. That's not so 50 cents a pound for pumpkin. Yeah, I think it was like 40 cents a pound. It was a little less than the 20 bucks. Uh, But we went home. We we had a nice day. We carved them up on the patio. Um, I took a picture of all of our pumpkins. I posted it on Facebook and it couldn't have been nine minutes. Before Rev sends me a now, message. Describe the picture. It was it was my big pumpkin, Larissa's medium-sized pumpkin, and then another little pumpkin that we hadn't actually carved yet. And I, I made some reference to this is our pumpkin family. And like the <laughs> yeah. little one, like we hadn't carved the little one. So I said, eventually the little one will be something. The little one to be determined or something. And, and Rev messages me and said, holy shit. I thought you were pregnant. (laughs) And I I just went, oh, no. And I told Larissa that. And she goes, yeah, I also thought that. And I was like, why didn't you tell me? And and so I I just added, not a pregnancy announcement to the post. And, And people just started rolling into Larissa's messages of, Oh, thank God. When I saw that, I thought that you were pregnant. And I was like, I'm glad I'm glad somebody's looking out for me who's willing to warn me about that so I can get ahead of it. I thought that, too. That's a a great response. Oh, my God. She she set the whole thing up and she was relying on other people to tell you Uh that y'all are pregnant. What's the have you has everyone carved pumpkins before that? I know that sounds like a silly question. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Like, what's the best pumpkin you've carved? Like, what did you carve into it? I did the Jurassic Park logo, uh, but I did it where I took, like, a flathead screwdriver and chiseled chiseled it out so I didn't actually, like, carve through the whole pumpkin just so the light inside. Uh, okay. So I could get more detailed with, like, the, the skeleton. It's really good. I'm real proud of it. That's craftsmanship. Yeah. That's artwork. I got nothing fancy. I'm sorry. Just... 
pumpkin faces. Yeah, I don't think I am. I'm a sucker for the classic. So mine is always the two triangle eyes, the triangle nose and the big mouth with two teeth coming from either direction. Yeah. <laughs> the only variation I've ever done on that was a couple of years ago. I carved pumpkins with Lucky and Tony when I was staying with them for a while. My pumpkin was the the emoji that's like doing the side eye, like the like the smirk, like looking to the side. I like the ones where it looks like a pumpkin is throwing up and you just take all the guts and seeds yeah. and yeah. make it come out of the mouth. That's what it makes me makes me smile just a little bit. I saw one online. I don't know if this will make the final cut. You just made Megan spit on herself. <laughs> They used like the stem on the bottom of the pumpkin and carved it so it looked like two hands spreading a butt. And that was the butt. <laughs> oh, oh man. I think I got Coke in my trachea. <laughs> uh, well, if you have not entered yet, just a reminder that our costume contest is going through November the 1st. Uh, submit your costumes to the cast at thecritshowpodcast.com, uh, and we will enter you in a drawing to win a handcrafted leather dice holder by Natural 20 Leathers and a set of dice by Dragon Knight Dice. If your costume is something to do with the show or you sneak our logo in or something referencing the show in the photo, we'll put your name in twice uh, and we will announce that winner the following week on the episode. Uh, speaking of announcing the winners of things, I gave you a deadline that we were going to announce the winner of the Monster Mash bracket. Boy, I was wrong. We are not going <laughs> to let you know next week, but there, there is a reason. I may have gone down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I kind of uh, cobbled together a game for all of us to play to figure out the winner of the Monster Mash. And I think I think it's safe to say we're enjoying playing it, but it's taking a lot longer than expected. So it's going to take us a while to get through. So we've kind of got a plan for that. We've been recording it as we're doing it. Uh, so we're going to break that up into chunks and put it out. Uh, and so we'll tell you, I think probably next week we'll have a sense of when the winner for that will be announced. Uh, but it will be a little later than we had originally anticipated uh, because we're just having a good time playing the Monster Mash. We simply don't have it in us to half-ass playing a game, even one that a madman like Rev has created from <laughs> whole cloth. It is. It's like it. I've made this reference before. It's kind of my Cones of Dunshire. Like I stole pieces from other games and made adjustments and again a little behind the curtain today we played two of the fights and it was like oh this is taking a while and the conversation was I was like oh maybe we just don't try so hard to win we just let it be a little looser a little more fun and everyone was kind of like yeah but i kind of want my fighter to win <laughs> so let's just keep playing at the pace we're going uh so that will all be explained later uh we will tack that on i think to the back of some episodes in the future so you can hear all of the fights uh, and then lastly, The Crit Show and Perilous Tides and some of our players have been nominated for the Audioverse Awards. The voting for the Audioverse Awards goes through the 31st of October, and they have recently changed the way you vote. Uh, we have gotten some messages from listeners saying they tried to vote, but it, it was a super long process before. You had to vote in every category, and you had to vote for at least 10 people in every category. They have heard the feedback and they have made adjustments. You now just have to vote for three people if you are voting in that category and you can skip categories. Uh, so again, you can go to the Audioverse Awards um, and if you feel so inclined, you can vote for us. You can vote for other shows. Perilous Tides was nominated for Best New Improvised Show. 
Cast was nominated for player direction by a new improvised show. I was nominated for the Crit Show. The Crit Show was nominated, and uh, Kim and Jake were nominated for Perilous Tides. Uh, so again, that is over at the Audioverse Awards, and that ends on the 31st of October. I think with that, it's time to let the recap roll. Ultimately, what I'd like to be able to do is open the pocket dimension and be able to step away from it and it keep going because it seems like it'll just it'll start pulling stuff in and pulling stuff in and you know i don't know if as it pulls stuff in it'll like get bigger i have that just in my head like as a black hole thing but ideally i'll be able to go okay it's open and now i can leave but it will stay here and it will continue to just eat this place up without being able to be like shut down except by me so if the summoning circle is preoccupied we start the destruction process how do we safely open the door and get out i have not lived as long as i have by not having a contingency so i had one of my own installed so i've got my own that we can leave through as you start to approach the circle you see the dirt and the rock of this ground start to shift and buckle and move and you hear selena she starts to breathe faster oh no oh I think I might have made a mistake. And she runs up to you and she, she puts her hand on your arm. Mama asked me where I was meeting you because when Mama asked a question, I, I got an answer and I told her. And you feel that where she's touching you, for a brief second, the skin there gets hot and slimy. Just like when Mama gives a command, I got to follow it. And that's the last thing you hear before your memories go away. Tass and Megan, you are standing in the earthen basement of this school. The floor has started to buckle and shift, the dirt and stones moving. You've seen Selena go over and put her hand on Jake's bare arm, and his face has gone slack and his eyes have gone distant. What are you both doing? I want to try to use telekinesis to slam her against the opposite wall and get her away from him. Roll it. Actually, why don't you read telekinesis for everybody? I don't think I think this is the one move we haven't gone through. Yeah, so with telekinesis, when you move something with your mind, despite the pain, roll plus weird. On a 10 or more, you move it, choose two options, and mark one harm. On a 7 to 9, you move it, but it hurts, choose one option and mark two harm. On a 6 or less, something goes horribly wrong. The options that I have, it says anything not picked is not true, which is a weird double negative that I'm going to have to (laughs) wrap my brain around before I pick. Uh, And the options are something is held fast. Something is hurt, two harm smash. Something catches fire, you can move something bigger than a person or suffer one less harm. Eight. All right, so mark two harm, and which option are you picking? Something is hurt. So what does your telekinesis look like? So I think what it is is I just move kind of on instinct and I draw my hand up in front of me and some of the salt comes out of the top of the salt shaker into my hand and this sort of like purple pink energy forms around my hand where the salt is and I snap my fingers and she goes flying away from him against the wall on the other side of the room. And as she hits the wall and slumps to the ground, you hear this cacophony of shrieks coming from underneath the ground. It's some of the voices are small, some are are bigger and one is much larger. So Tess, you see this energy build up in Megan and she snaps her fingers and Selena goes careening across the room and slams into the wall and crumples to the ground. What are you doing? I'm just sprinting to his side and like kind of shaking his shoulders. Jake, Jake, dude, come on, man. And I'm just I'm just kind of trying to like look him over and see if she did this or if 
like she put more slugs on him or something. I just want to see what's happened to him. Yeah, and as you run across this room, I will say that the earthen floor is starting to like buckle and crumble, but you do get to him. Roll investigate a mystery. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a six. So, Tess, you get over to Jake and you start looking over him and you don't see anything. And the ground beneath you crumbles away and you fall through. Jake, you're standing in this earthy smelling room. There's a lot of color and sound. Someone just ran up to you, but now they're not there. You don't quite know where they went. Um, What are you doing? I need <laughs> I need a frame of reference for just how gone I am in this moment. This is, I will say mechanically, this is different than what has been done to Megan. Like, Megan had a sense of self, but you know it was because as she was toured through the town, they refed her that information. Uh Uh-huh. So, like, you are freshly flashy-thinged. So, like, do I know, like, what my hands are? (laughs) Like, do I know (laughs) what a room is? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go that much. You just don't have a sense of who you are. Okay. You know, we won't get so philosophical to say that you don't understand being. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that could be true on any given day, depending on how. So, well, Sartre said it best. Yeah. No. Um, just the first thing out of his mouth. I think. <laughs> Therefore, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Somebody write that down. Oh. <laughs> uh, Boom, I'm loving it. Someone write that down <laughs> too. Write, Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. <laughs> this is the only thing I can remember is fast food jingles. <laughs> That's so they're so deeply ingrained in who I am. Um come back to us, Jake. What do you need? Pizza pizza. God damn it. <laughs> no. No. Slap, slap. Um I am I mean, I imagine I'm looking around the room to try and figure out what all the what all the fuss is yeah so you see that there is a sheriff there is a person on the other side of the room who has this big round mouth filled with needle-like teeth she's got black eyes and purple skin and she is slumped against the ground and there is uh, another woman there in overalls and a striped shirt with blue hair and she is rounding towards the person in the officer's uniform But I will say that as you kind of scan the room, in one of your hands is a enormous flaming sword. I drop it. That's dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ah! Um, Does round mouth full of sharp teeth, does that seem wrong to me? Do I know enough that that seems bad? Um, Why don't you roll clear the cobwebs now that you're (laughs) okay? (laughs) You've seen the sword. You've seen round mouth full of teeth. Seven. All right, you get a hold one. I think, where am I? So you have a sense that the place you are is a small town, but it's a small town that doesn't actually exist. You know that you are from a much bigger world, and you came here to a place that isn't real. All this is kind of a of an illusion. It's a show. Um, Excuse me, officer. What's going on? Oh, shit. Do you not remember anything of uh, who you are, what we were doing here? Oh, God damn it. Well, no. Do I know you? Yeah, we're vague acquaintances. Uh, we had a plan together to get out of here, all of us alive. I, uh, what? Yeah, this alive? is alive. Yes, this is a very dangerous place. We we've got to get out of here. Okay, what do I do? I don't know. You said you had a plan to destroy this place, and my plan was to get us out. I was gonna destroy a place, and the floor 
keeps buckling and churning. Tass, you have fallen maybe 20 feet and you are laying in mud. And around you, you can hear the splashing and crawling of things. But more importantly, in front of you, you see Mama. And it is just like the vision that you had before you stepped into this little pocket dimension. Enormous and purple and pulsating. And there are tiny leeches crawling all over her. What are you doing? I don't I don't know how to ask this. Is she looking at me? Uh, why don't you roll read a bad situation <laughs> as you try to just take in the environment down here? Just Okay. As you take a step back and just, just take it all just in. Just take a little peek. Just take a take a peek around. Boxcars, 13. All right, you nice. get a hold three. This sounds like a real stupid question, but I get the idea that there's lots going on. So what's the biggest threat in this moment? You know, I'm trying to like determine, am I getting swarmed by a bunch of the little things? And is that the thing I should look at first? Or do you know what I mean? Yeah. Let me ask you a clarification question. What is the biggest threat to you, to the plan, to the like, what are you trying to figure out? I like this. This is good. Thanks. Getting getting into the meat of this. Yeah. You know, we've been doing this almost three years. I'm starting to get the hang of it. <laughs> you're, you're getting there, buddy. <laughs> you're showing promise. Um I think the overall situation. So the biggest threat to this situation of all of you trying to use the summoning circle to pull off Jake's plan are the $5 footlongs that are burrowing through the earth, that they are weakening the structure. If they do this long enough, they're going to make that just collapse down. Okay, so if I'm looking at stopping that, I guess, what's the most vulnerable to me? So before you fell down here, when Megan threw Selena against the wall, you heard again that shared scream come from all of the leeches of the various sizes. And you heard what it sounded like when you did it to one of the tiny ones. And you suddenly have the idea that the larger the creature is and the more connected it is to mama, the more dangerous it is to her for it to be hurt and the more it feeds into the other creatures around. So you think that Selena is probably the most vulnerable thing when dealing with mama and the focus of all of these leeches. Oh, okay. For the sake of it, are there any dangers that I haven't noticed? There are not. Everything is kind of out on the table in this moment. This this is exactly as fucked as I think it is. It is. Good. Well, for the moment, I'm down here and what I've got is a whole lot of 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 Subway sandwiches, so I'm going to try to spot the largest one of these leeches I can find and try to hit it. All right, we'll kick some ass. That's a 10. All right, what is your extra effect? I think I want to suffer less harm. All right, so you strike out at one of these larger leeches. What does this look like? Uh, I mean, the goal is just split one of these things lengthwise with my spear. Yeah, and you absolutely do. You cut this leech down the middle, and the gore from inside of it splashes on you, and it is hot when it touches your skin. Um, you take one point of damage, not armor defeating, but you also take one point of mental exhaustion. Oh, good. Megan, so you have knocked Selena backwards against the wall. You have heard this cacophony of creatures below you. Tass has run over to Jake and fallen through the earth out of your sight. And now Jake is talking to Harrison, and Harrison seems to be staggering, stumbling, trying to explain to Jake what he's supposed to be doing, but it doesn't seem to be sticking. I think I immediately round on Harrison. Did you do this? Did you tell her? Tell who what? Did you tell Mama that this is what we were doing? No, didn't you hear? Selena just said to him that she did it. 
So you had you had nothing to do with this. I was with you. I was with wherever the hell he went the whole time. Yeah, then I look over for Taz. <laughs> I notice that he's fallen through the floor. Shit. Taz, are you okay? And then immediately do telepathy and reach out with my mind and also repeat myself. Taz, are you okay? So, Taz, you hear uh, Megan in your head. Yeah, as I'm chopping this thing apart. Uh, yeah, sort of. I'm surrounded by leeches down here. I'm looking down the barrel of Mama. Jake's lost his memories. He doesn't know where he is. Yeah, uh, we gotta snap him out of it. H- how did we snap you out of it? Whatever it was that, like, got you remembering things. We gotta get him to remember things. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, okay, I'll I'll work on on that. I'm gonna keep trying to distract Mama. Just get him awake and we gotta get this thing popped off to get the hell out of here. Okay, okay, be careful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I'll I'll run over to Jake. Hey, did you hear the policeman? We gotta get out of here. He said it's dangerous. Okay, so you, you don't know anything about where you are or who you are or anything that you can do, right? No, no, no. Now that you mention it, I don't. Does the name task mean anything to you or or executioner or summoning circles? None of that. None of that rings any bells. Jake, roll clear the cobwebs with a plus one. Eight. You get a hold one. Who am I? So you do, you get this knowledge that you are the avatar for some god. Uh, You are a monster hunter in correlation with what is going on. You know that you have come here for some purpose and and it maybe involves some of the people in this room. But you do have a sense of self again. Okay, yeah, that all kind of rings a bell. Sure, god, fire, um, monsters, Kill. I kill monsters, yeah. Yeah, this this is your sword, and I try to pick up his sword, and it's very heavy, and so I just don't pick it up. <laughs> and I say, okay, well, I'm just gonna leave this here. This is this down here. That's your sword. Is it supposed to be on fire? I've not seen it not on fire, but I we kind of just met, so I don't know. Okay, so I know that there's uh, this effect happening as memories are being blocked. Can I try and interfere with that? Uh, how so? Uh, by using Jinx, I want to try to. Uh, to interrupt that connection of of what is being blocked in his memories. Yeah, so normally I think this would be a, you know, interfering with a thing a monster is doing in the moment. But in this moment, a creature is actively keeping this running. So yeah, I think you can roll Jinx for this. 11. All right, so that gives you a hold two. And essentially the way this is going to work is if you want to interfere with something a monster is doing, every time you do that, Jake just gets an answer to one of those questions back. And I think you get to choose which one. And in this moment, you have this energy flow around you again, and you do see these little black creeping tendrils around his head. um, And you can see that they are kind of going underground. Uh, I'm going to use both of those holds to do that. And the questions I'll pick are, what can I do? And what happened just before my memory faltered? Okay. And what would you like him to remember how to do? And I think this has to be through the window of something you've seen him do. I think it would be that he has the ability to teleport. All right. So, Jake, all of a sudden you get a very clear memory of coming down here. The person who is crumpled against the wall comes up and touches your arm. And that's when you have lost all of your memories. You know that Megan and the person who was in front of your face a second ago who fell away, they're with you. The officer seems like he's helping you out. uh, And you do suddenly know that you have the ability to teleport to your friends. Whoa, okay, so we came down here to do something, and I can teleport. What do those have to do with each other? What should I do? Pick up your sword. I do. 
uh, okay, there's these leeches, right? Uh, sh- she's one of them. She was helping us, but I think she she had to disobey. There's a big leech, apparently, that like controls all of the smaller leeches, and she's kind of a smaller leech, but not like the smallest of the leeches. And they steal your memories if they touch you. So don't let them touch you. Uh, the big one is down in the hole down there. Tass is holding them off. We should probably go help him, but don't let him touch you because then you'll lose your memories again. So go down the hole? I think so, yeah. I go down the hole. Tass, here you stand. Uh, you have just cut this leech in half, and next to you, with a fairly heavy thud, lands Jake holding his flaming sword. Jake! Jake, Jake, Jake! You're back! I feel like I know you. Oh, God damn it! The woman up there, up at the top told me to come down here and help you. I am already just grabbing his head to turn it towards the giant purple leech monster. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and Jake, you can roll clear the cobwebs again, having seen Tass and having seen the creatures now. <laughs> Three. All right. Yeah, so take one point of mental exhaustion, and uh, nothing down here seems familiar. I think I, like, point at the sword and at the big thing and i go i kill monsters is that should i am i gonna survive that i honestly don't know i'll try to keep breaking the little ones that distracts the big one you take out the big one while she's distracted while i'm breaking the little ones okay i will rush towards the big one and try to stab all right roll kick some ass nine so you rush forward towards this enormous leech and you slam your sword into its side and it lets out a screech and flails in your direction and knocks you backwards. Uh, you take two harm, not armor defeating, but you do take another mental exhaustion as some of the gore from inside of it gets onto your skin. Megan, you have just sent Jake down into this hole and you are starting to notice more parts of this floor buckling and collapsing out of your sight. What are you doing? I think I'm following him into the hole. (laughs) So you hop down into the hole and you see the two of them tasked squaring off against a fairly large leech and Jake being knocked backwards by the large one. Uh, So what's everybody doing? With Jake attacking the big one, I think I'm attacking more of these little ones. Just like I said, like I want to hurt them so that she can't focus on him. Man, but I also know that this blood is dangerous. Like, I just got the blood on me. So I think I'm just turning the spear so that the next one of these things that I come up to hit, I'm like baseball hitting it. You know, like just baseball swing trying to hurt it without splitting it open. Uh, Really, so the difference here will probably be in act under pressure because it's just part of their return damage. Um, So if you want to switch to act under pressure to knock them away without getting any on you. Yeah, I think I will try that. Okay, so paint me a picture here. So you've got all of these in the ceiling above you. You've got Jake with Mama on the ground. Megan has just landed next to you. You've got some of these smaller ones splashing around in the water. What are you doing? I think I'm looking for the biggest target of the sandwich-sized ones to literally try to hit it into a pile of the smaller ones. Like, I'm trying to maximize the amount of these things kind of getting, you know, smacked around and and causing chaos. Okay, roll act under pressure. That'd be a six. Can I try and help out with this? Sure, how? I want to use my telepathy to kind of get in his head and help point out maybe some of the leeches that he's not seeing, that he can get them in a clean group so that he can attack more efficiently. Yeah, roll help out. Oh, no. Five. I'm sorry. Oh, no. So, Megan, you get into Tass's head to try to give him some information about the things around him that he is not seeing. And the rumble above all of you 
this has been going on for a long time, this digging, and so much of your focus has been down here on the ground level, the ceiling collapses in. And you are all buried in dirt. You hear the clanging of the summoning circle as it breaks apart and falls into this pit with you. Well, I have definitely leveled up. So what are you going to take? Uh, I think for the first time since we have played this, I'm finally going to mark two moves as advanced. Nice. Okay, what are you going to take? Uh, I think I'm going to go with kick some ass and trust your gut. All right, remind us, what do those two moves do on their advanced versions? Uh, for kick some ass on a 12 plus, uh, I can pick some enhanced effects. So I completely hold the advantage. All hunters involved get a plus one forward. I suffer no harm at all. Uh, attacks inflict double the normal harm uh, or attacks drive the enemy away. And for Trust Your Gut on a 12 or more, in addition to the usual 10+, plus, the Keeper will tell you about one important thing that you should investigate further. All right, so the ceiling of this cavern has collapsed down on you. You have heard the metal clinking as the summoning circle has broken apart and fallen. All three of you, Mama... The leeches are all in this pile of dirt and mud and stone. What is everybody doing? Are we like pinned down, buried? No, you are not completely buried. There was only maybe three or four feet above you. So it's it's not comfortable. Uh, it is chest high, but it is all around you. Was I still close enough to either of them that I could like reach out and touch them? Yeah, I think with what was being described the actions you were all doing it seemed like you were all keeping pretty tight formation and is the floor up there like gone gone yeah is policeman down here too you don't see him huh i know that i can teleport so i want to teleport them out of here but so far the only place i can remember being is standing on the floor that is now the rubble around us so i think i'm trying to dig for like where the hell else could i take us where have i been that we could get to yeah, I think that you have a pretty good sense. You know, you did ask, where am I? So I think you have a little bit of sense of, oh, yeah, I was in a woods. I was in a school. I was in a bell tower police station. You have a little bit of sense of places. Um, but you can roll clear the cobwebs again and get a plus one to that. Okay. Nine. All right. Get a hold one. Just barely can't break into that full success. <laughs> so if I ask, what is my most important memory of this place? Is that as broad as like this little town that I know doesn't actually exist? Yeah. Then that. I think your most important memory of this place in this moment is that inside of the police station, there's another summoning circle. Okay. I'm going to reach out and put hands on these two and try to teleport us to the police station. All right. Roll angel wings. Please, God. Please, God. Nine. All right. So wrong place together or right place separated? Wrong place together. You appear inside of Megan's living room. Oh, thanks for getting us out of there. Yeah, man. Sorry about that. That was that was me. That was all me. That was 100% me. I'm so sorry. Jake, do you remember anything more? I remember that there's a summoning circle in the police station. Do you know how to activate a summoning circle to get us out of here? Fuck no. I know the term summoning circle. I'm going to slap him. Your name's Jake. I just fucking slap him right back. <laughs> there we go. Oh, shit. That's more. Yeah, there How you are. How dare you? I don't even know you, Jack. What's your smite damage? Two harm unarmed. Tash, you go tumbling out the window. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, Jake, roll clear the cobwebs again with a plus one. They are shouting a bunch of information at you. Uh, that's a seven. All right, you get to hold one again. What can I do? Since they're yelling at me about knowing what to do with the summoning circle. Yeah, I think that you do get a memory of using a summoning circle to open the portal here. Uh, and so I think you unlock use magic. I remember opening the door in here. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, shit. So listen, the situation is we needed two of these things, right? Because on one hand, you're supposed to destroy this place because it's filled with monsters that are very, very bad. And then, of course, on the other end, we got to get out. But we needed both circles. So if we want to get out, we got to go. But we're not going to complete what your god wants you to complete. That sounds bad. What, What happens if you don't do what your god asks you to do? Do you, do you even know who your God is? Yeah, no, I know who my God is. He's not a friendly gentleman. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what'll happen. Oof. Can we fix the circle? I mean, it collapsed in. It was like on the floor and it, I mean, all that that crumbled around us was the circle. So I, I don't know. We might be able to try to figure out how to make another one, but that's going to take time. The only other chance we have is if Mama has the whole reset of the town like on automatic, but she's on to us, so I don't know that she'd just give us that back. At midnight, everything should reset, but will it? I doubt it. Not now. What happened to Harrison? I didn't see him. Was that the policeman? Yeah. Yep. And you're Megan. Yep. And you're Tass. Yes. Should we find the policeman and see if he's got an idea, an answer for us? Um... Give give me give me a second, and I would like to try and tune into him again. All right, roll tune in. Thirteen. Nice. All right, you get a hold three. Where is the creature right now? Right now, he seems to be, from what you know of the land of the town, about halfway between the school and the police station. What is it planning to do right now? He is planning to get back to the police station and destroy his means of communication with the outside world. Not the summoning circle, but the way that he communicates with people outside. You can sense that he doesn't want word of what's going on getting out, so he's going to destroy it. Who does it regard as its biggest threat? Mama. Okay. Uh, he's, he's headed back towards the police station, I think. He's about halfway there. Um, he is very afraid of Mama right now, and he's going to destroy the way he communicates outside of this place. I think he's he's scared of the outside world finding out what happened just now. And he's going to destroy however he talks with the outside world. Yeah, okay. That's smart, actually. All right, well, let's go. Let's haul ass. See if we can meet him there and hopefully beat Mama there if she thinks to go that way, too. Okay. Uh, I'll just grab the two of them and take us all to the police station. All right, you are in a situation now where there is no pressure, so there is no role for this one. Uh, The three of you appear in front of the police station, uh, and as you do, Harrison comes to a stop. He's in a sprint. Well, that didn't go at all as expected. It did not. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. And he actually kind of moves past you into the police station. So what's the plan? Well, I would prefer that no one outside of here finds out what is going on, and I'm hoping that we can remedy this rather quickly and get out of here alive. So I'm going to go inside, and I'm going to destroy my scrying pool so that in case anyone calls, all they're going to get is interference until hopefully we are in the wind. Good call. That won't raise any alarms on their end? Oh, absolutely, but not as many as if uh, Mama gets a message out before I destroy it. Oh, okay. 
That's a good point. And so he uh, moves past you inside. Yeah, I'll follow him inside to, to keep an eye on him and I'll, I'll ask him, can she find us? Like, can she sense where we are? Does she have to know where we are above ground to meet up with us? As far as I know, she would not be able to follow us, but she does know what her children know. So if one of them sees us, he goes over to a large wooden table and pulls the top of it off. And inside you see a silver bowl uh, with some purple liquid floating inside of it. And he grabs it by the side and just tips it over. And the, the liquid splashes onto the ground and the bowl comes tumbling out. And he starts to stomp on it, bending it. Tass asked if we just wait until midnight. Will things just reset on their own? Yes. I mean, as far as I have ever seen... At midnight, everything resets. That is not something that she is choosing to do. It is something that she does. Okay. What kind of window are you looking at, man? Because if nothing else, we're good at our word. We're going to try to get you out of here. But at this point, it's just try. You understand that, right? Like, we can go. We got your circle right here, and we can just go. But the idea of you being gone when Nash eventually comes back you know, all of that is out the window. The thought of what happened here, why, who might have survived, etc., is gone. If we can wait this out, if we don't think anybody's going to know before midnight, we might have another chance. I have to admit it is tempting to simply go to that circle and leave and assume that the three of you will complete the job you have intended to complete. I would not particularly like to die at the hands of Mama or any of the number of things that she could let loose her mental control of in the ensuing, and he checks his watch, five hours and 15 minutes. Ugh. And I don't want to cause any offense, but it seems like one of your star players is half on the bench. Yeah, we've we've got to get Jake's memory back, and I am just trying to think of the things that jogged my memory. Um... Tass, are there are there any other names, uh, events, things that he's done, things that he might remember or or have a really strong connection to? Uh, I kind of nod at Megan. Jake, if we don't accomplish this, if we don't destroy this place behind us, the man that killed TJ is going to know that we did it. Gregory Nash is going to know we were here. He's going to know that we took Megan. And already out of spite, he ended one of us entirely. We have to put it to this guy. We have to. I need you back, man. As you hear this laid out before you, Jake, you start to get little flashes of not the moments that Tass is talking about, but of this hatred, this burning desire to make a man that you can't picture suffer. But you hear a voice in your head. He is right. We are still far from penance being paid. By the man you have sworn to me to make suffer, remember. And you get a hold three for Clear the Cobwebs. What is my most important memory of Gregory Nash? You see Gregory Nash in your mind's eye, pale skin and white hair, dressed very nicely, wearing a pair of spectacles. And you are standing behind this large, scarred man wielding an enormous sword. And you have this figure with its arms pinned behind its back. And it is hissing at your friend TJ to let him go, to release him. And you see that TJ has a nail and he is jamming it into the chest of this scarred man. And just over his shoulder, you see Gregory Nash. And you feel something leave your body as Nash smiles. There's this 
golden energy that floats off of you, it feels like it would have been enough to protect TJ and Nash simply drinks it off of you and you feel the man that you're holding at bay and your friend TJ crumble into ash in your hands. What is my most important memory of TJ? There was a moment where the thing that made you divine, you lost. It had fallen into the ocean and you had given up hope of finding it. And as you and Tass went off to do another task, TJ, facing his deep-seated fear of water, found your hammer, which gave you back your divine powers. What can I do? Hearing everybody talk about this plan to try and escape this place and seeing Megan and remembering what the summoning circle is, you do remember that you have the ability to take a thing and put it in another dimension to hide it. And that while you were here, whenever you did that, it created some kind of a magical black hole that things would be sucked into it and just vanish. And so with that, you regain your pocket dimension. Okay. I pick up that crumpled bowl and like try to put it in the pocket dimension to open up that void. The whole thing glows black and pencils and paper from around the room start to be sucked into it. Go. Go? Go. Get out. What? Like, go, go? Yeah, I remember the plan, and I understand that we can't do it anymore, and we're not going to survive long enough for everything to reset to try and do it the same way. But I can hold this thing, and I can still get it done. You can all open the door, and you can get out of here, and I can stay. What do you mean, stay? I don't remember a lot about you. Are you dense? Yes! I can stay here. I can hold the thing open, and you can all go back to wherever and be safe. And I can stay here and keep this going until everything in here is destroyed. No, we'll figure it. We'll figure it out. Like there's got to there's got to be another option. It sure doesn't seem like it. And you all notice that larger things are starting to be drawn into this large black void. Once I hear him say. I don't know you very well to Tass. I think that, you know, makes me realize that he doesn't have all of his memories back. So I want to try to use Jinx again to unlock some of those memories for him because this does not seem like a very informed choice. (laughs) And I'm scared. All right, roll it. 11. All right, so you get a hold too. And I think at this point you can see that there are two of those tendrils still in his head. Yeah, so if I see that there are only two of those tendrils there, then I just want to sever both of those and boom, you got your memory back. All right, so in this moment, as you are holding this bent bowl that is starting to suck in larger and larger things, you get a memory of fighting this enormous ghoul inside of a little, almost like a stadium. And there are a couple people watching and your fists are glowing as you're hitting them. And so you unlock your smite ability. And then the last thing that you remember is the face of the man standing in front of you. And your most important memory of him is standing inside a pretty ornate lobby. And there is an old woman with gray hair. And the man that you know is TJ and Tass are both standing there. And this woman is kind of sizing you up. And Tass nods his head and says, yeah, I trust both of them with my life. And with that, you have all of your memories back. And not knowing that this is dawning on him, I think I've already tried to get a hand on his wrist. Listen here, motherfucker. You think that after I just lost one of my best friends a week ago that I'm going to stand here? You think that there's a version of reality that exists that I'm going to let you 
black hole your stupid goddamn self? Are you out of your mind? Whoa now. Okay. Okay. I remember. I'll drop the bowl. And as you drop the bowl, this black aura around it vanishes and it clatters to the ground ringing. You're back? Yeah, I'm back. Oh, thank God. Oh, man. I think I look at Megan. Sometimes you just gotta, you know, you gotta lay it out. (laughs) Yeah. I just slump in a chair and I just nod and say, good job, bud. You really really got through to him. Well, that was just dramatic and touching in all kinds of ways. What the fuck is the plan now? I don't know. The only way to wipe this place off the map is to keep this thing going. And now the only way to keep this thing going is for me to keep it going. Like the other circle is gone. If we can't survive until midnight and we can't repair the circle, we don't have another option because we can't fight everything that's in here. And it sounds like once mama's down, she's maintaining this memory loss. They'll all remember what they are. Harrison, I don't suppose you've just been kind of keeping a fun secret that there's a third super hidden summoning circle somewhere in this place, have you? I have not. I could try to like, the one in the school was metal, right? Correct. And it like just broke apart into some pieces? Yeah. I mean, I do fire. Like I could maybe try and literally smelt that thing back into into one piece. We got to go collect them and find a better place for them. I guess we could just put them right next to the other one if we had to. I can try and keep tabs on Mama and figure out where she is and what she's planning. If I'm able to make it work, we'll at least have that information and maybe we can stay ahead of her for the next several hours. Or we can try to fix the broken pieces that we have now. Uh, I'm I'm going over these options in my head here. Like, we have the pieces of the circle, we could potentially put that together. Mama might still be around there. She might have thought that's the last place we could ever go. So she might have effed off. We've got the thought of just waiting five hours and I don't want to just leave. If I bear down and, and just seek that gut feeling, is there anything that seems like it's survivable? Real trust your gut. That's a 12. Amazing. So you get your answer and you get a hint from me about something that you should examine. Mm-hmm. So Tass, in the conversation that you had with Harrison, you know that the way this world was populated was that he, using whatever powers he has, brought things he saw with his own eyes to this world. And so you think the best way to get another circle would be to get Jake to open up a window to any of the summoning circles you have all seen and let Harrison summon it into this world after having seen it with his own eyes. Oh my God, that's good. And the thing that you should investigate further is you have a distinct memory of midnight coming around and hearing the bell toll, and on that last toll of midnight, the magic taking effect. And just barely in your memory, you get this moment of standing up on the clock tower, looking out with the bell behind you. There was glow behind you, and you had mistaken it for the sun, but you're not sure that's the case. Okay. Oh, shit, you guys. What? It's been, well, not in front of us, but the pieces are in front of us. Harrison, you can summon stuff here that you have seen. That's correct. Jake, where have we seen another summoning circle? Oh, I mean, other than the one in the lair? Because I really don't want to just yank one out from under the feet of somebody that we know and care about. Yeah, especially when that's sort of our place to go back to. I think we need it there, don't we? Yeah, Um. there was... 
the one at the North Pole. That one got took, though. Yeah, that one's gone. Um, we've seen a few just like out in the snow around there, too. But I can't imagine we can rely on any of that still being there. Anything that Nash used quickly. We saw one on the Argonaut. Oh, my God. We sure did. Um, done. Chosen. Yeah. Yep. Winner. I, I am going to use magic to uh, view another place. All right, so Jake, I don't think there is a role for this because there's not a chance of failure. You are surrounded uh, by people who don't mean you any harm in this moment. You do not necessarily have time against you. So I think that you can open up this window. And what you see is the room in the Argonaut that you remember those blood golems being in. And the first thing you notice is that as you view through this portal, it's watery and dark. You get the sense that the Argonaut is not running. It seems like it is sunk. Uh, and you are seeing inside of it somewhere on the bottom of the ocean. But you do see the summoning circle still there inlaid into the floor. Harrison, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah. And he peeks over your shoulder and looks at it for a moment. And then his eye starts to scroll. And he turns his head. And he looks at the center of this little office. And the summoning circle appears along with two or three gallons of water that just splash and spread across the floor. Before I close this window... Looking at this scene, I want to try and figure out, like, why, where, what's happened. Yeah, we're all investigating mystery. Ten. You get a hold, too. What happened here? It seems that you all made it into the submarine, and Nash is not someone to take second chances. It seems that once he found that it had been breached, he stripped a bunch of the things out and simply sent it to the bottom of the ocean. What is being concealed here? The thing that's being concealed here is that he must have just opened the hatches pretty close to the surface and let it drop. But from inside of this room, there is a porthole. And as the water outside flows around, some of the silt at the bottom of the ocean gets moved. And for a brief moment, you see the glimpse of some metal. And it looks remarkably like the blade on one of the chosen weapons you all lost in the ocean. Tass, do you see this? Yeah, with Jake pointing at it, you can see just a little glimpse of metal outside of the porthole of the Argonaut. Yeah, uh, do you suppose he just thinks we got away with all of those? I don't know. I mean, I guess he might not have any reason to suspect otherwise. I feel like at some point we should go collect that. Yeah, I agree. I probably don't know where exactly this is, though, do I? Don't matter. You've been in that sub. Um. Okay, well, I will... Let the window close. Okay. All right. Anything else to do? Or should I just set to work on this thing? Let's get to work. I would like to try and tune into Selena. Roll it. Uh, that's a five. Yeah, so you try to reach out to Selena's mind and you aren't able to pick anything up. Good, 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 good. Jake, Harrison, do either of you need, like, help setting anything up? Or, like, I don't, I don't know how to ask that, I guess. No, I just need a couple of moments. Yeah, at this point, I don't think I need anything else. It's just on me. Okay. I just, um, with with kind of the realization of all of this, one of the things that occurred to me is that I feel like I need to go check out that bell. Um, From the tower? Yeah. Yeah, I know that sounds bizarre. Harrison, is there anything special about it? It's, it's part of what makes this whole place run. It has a, a magical property to it that... If you sink to it, like whatever it is you can do, when that bell rings, that magic, that ability, that whatever it is you've got synced to it affects everyone who can hear it. Oh, 
okay, so that makes a lot of sense about how Mama does what she does at midnight every night, right? Yes. Well, okay, so that cleans everything up, at least as far as how we know this place works. So if it's on the ground and this doesn't pop off, we kind of get the idea that nothing's going to reset when we go. So we got to make this one count, yeah? Yeah. Oh, boy. All right. No pressure, everybody. Let's do this. I will get to work. So a a couple of moments pass, and you are all able to get your uh, various things set up. Jake, roll use magic. Seven. All right. What is your glitch? It has a problematic side effect. All right. So describe to me, what are you using to activate this? Probably just that bowl again. All right. So you hold on to that dented silver bowl and you try to put it in your pocket dimension. And again, it starts to glow with that black energy. You place it in the center of the circle and it stabilizes when you let go of it. And things are starting to be quickly drawn into the pocket dimension. What is everybody doing? It's good. It's stable. Yeah, it's going to start eating shit up. Open that door. Let's get out of here. Harrison mutters a few words and pulls a pouch out of his pocket and sprinkles some fine sand on top of his circle. And a portal opens and he steps through it. Um, I would like to let these two go first. I want to stay here and like keep an eye on this for a minute, like until it would maybe start to envelop me or something just to make sure nobody comes in and disturbs it before we go. Yeah, I think I want to make sure everything is fine on the other side, so I'm going to nod at Megan. I'll step through, give it a two count, and follow. I'll be there and ready, okay? Okay. All right, let's do this, and I'm going to go. So, Tass, as you step through this portal, the first thing you see is Harrison in his true form, which you have seen before, just a fleshy figure covered in eyes with his hands up. And Rev has a pistol drawn and is pointing it at him. Who the, who the hell are you? Tass, who's this guy? It's okay. It's okay. He's okay. He's a friendly, sort of, for the moment. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Yeah, don't. It, it's cool. Fuck, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just portals opening and people stepping into my home. Yep, we're about to have another rando, so it's all cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'll look at Jake and hurry up, okay? Oh, I intend to. Okay, uh, okay, and I'll step through the portal. All right, so you step through this portal, and there's a sense of vertigo, and then you're standing behind Tass and Harrison, and there is a, a man in his mid-30s with brown hair. He's holding a pistol at his side, and he looks kind of wild-eyed, uh, and he's just looking at all three of you, and you're surrounded by a bunch of strange machinery and stone walls. It smells a little dank, and it's very dark. Is this the other rando? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rev, Megan, Harrison, we're all introduced. Everybody here is chill. Okay, okay, okay. Jake, what are you doing? Watching and waiting. I've got the sword out, making sure that Selena or Mama or somebody isn't about to bust through and mess this whole thing up before we go. There is no role here. You don't sense anything that's going to interrupt this. All right. If I am confident that this is going to go off, then I will step through the portal. You step through the portal and it blinks closed behind you. Oh, thank God. Hey, bud. I think it's all going. It sucks that I can't really know it worked because uh, if it worked, it's gone. And if it didn't, I don't I don't know. We just have to trust that this went off, huh? Yeah. I mean, if we never hear about it again, great. If it didn't work, we'll hear about it. Well, I'm going to skedaddle. Yeah. Where are you going to go? You know, I'm not quite sure. Someplace quiet. And you can see that one of his eyes starts to scroll color and nothing happens. Uh, 
I can't. Uh, is this place protected in some oh, way? Heavily, yeah. Oh, um, well, uh, I'll walk you out. Yeah, someone mind showing me the door. Um, trying to think of like something I could give him that's like a uh, the way we've got Damien's coin. Like, is there any kind of communication we could establish between the two of us as like a just in case thing? Does anybody have any ideas? No, not really. Um, I think then, like before we head out, I'll ask Harrison. Like, hey, is there any way we can get in touch in case of emergencies or anything? Oh, get in touch with me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, there is one way. Do you have a piece of paper? Uh, I will find a piece of paper real quick and give it to him. And he writes down some pretty specific directions about writing a message on a piece of paper and putting it in a pool of water and then pouring the pool of water out onto a stone surface. Don't ask me why, but for some reason, if there is wet paper on stone, one of these eyes always sees it. Is this a reference I'm not understanding? Nope. <laughs> How bizarre. I love it. I've got thousands of them. <laughs> Each one's got to do something. <laughs> That'll work. And I'm, I'm guessing that if you needed to reach out to us, you've probably got a way to find us, right? One of your eyes could see us or something. Uh, well, if I could, um, where does this end? If I could find where this field ends, it's stopping me from leaving. I could come back to that point. How far out does this go? And he's walking around the room. You'll see it. I'll walk you to the edge of the field then. Oh, all right. I'll take him out the door that like leads into the lair and you know, wherever we teleport to, basically. Yeah, so you take him out into one of the sewer tunnels. Yes, I suppose that uh, if I ever need you, I'll just come back to this spot and I'll knock on that door. Sounds good. Thanks for uh, thanks for helping us out. Yes, and uh, remember, I died in there, and all of his eyes wink at you. <laughs> and then he vanishes. God. <laughs> oh, his final gift was the willies. <laughs> all right, so that brings us to end of session experience. So, did you conclude the current mystery? Yeah, yes, pretty much. Yeah. Did you save someone from certain death or worse? This is an interesting one because sort of yes, but along the way, they joined the team. So we went in thinking, we don't know what we're going to find. We found a person to save, and now they're, now now she's like an ally. Isn't that just a yes? Yeah, but you know, if, it, if we save each other, we don't get a point. Ah, you see what I mean? Interesting. We let Harrison live. You certainly did save him from certain death, or if Nash finds out, or worse. Yeah. Okay. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yes. We learned several things that give us more questions, like we're still not exactly sure the circumstances surrounding Megan being captured. We learned that Esten is alive somewhere, <laughs> which is terrifying. We learned several things about the physics of magic in a pocket dimension. Mm. Yeah, lots of little things. And did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Mostly, that's all we did, I think, <laughs> yeah. the story arc. Everything? Yeah. Everything about Megan. Yeah. Um, the fact that Tass is now disposable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jake even learned a whole lot about him himself. Stuff that he technically knew, but he had to learn it again. To relearn, yeah. <laughs> did we relearn something new and important about one of the hunters? Um, all right, so everybody gets two points of experience. Does anybody level up from that? I do. Yeah, me too. All right, what are you both taking? Uh, I'm going to just take up. Plus one to cool and bring that up to a plus one. And, you know, we haven't said this on mic yet, 
and I'm sure people who are familiar with the game have figured it out by now. Uh, but Megan is playing as the spooky. Uh, so Megan, why don't you give us a quick rundown of your moves and your stats? Sure. Uh, so for my stats, I have plus one charm. I now have plus one cool. Uh, plus one sharp, zero tough, and plus two weird. For my moves, I have telepathy, tune in, and jinx. Uh, for my alternate weird move, I have telekinesis. Uh, for my gear, I, I get two normal weapons, but I just have a... I, I did a switchblade, which is one harm and hand. And my dark side tags are guilt, self-destruction, and poor impulse control. Oh. All right, Jake, what about you? Uh, I'm just going to take plus one weird... So that will bring me up to a total of plus two. So it's about 10 minutes later, and you are all down in the subterranean lair. Tess, your phone starts to vibrate, and it's that constant vibration of like, oh, things have stacked up while I was gone. Oh, yeah, I will check it immediately. Yeah, and as soon as you even lift it up to to check the messages you have, it starts ringing in your hand. Um, does it say who it's marked as? It is. It's Lindsay. Oh, from the lab? Yes. Okay, I will answer it. Oh, God. Tess, I, I've, I've tried to call you so many times. Where have you been? Long story. Just tell me what's up. Tess, Tess, it's it's Jaina. Whatever happened at our house two years ago, it's happening again, and, and she's lost inside. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Jesters of Ravenloft is a new podcast being recorded on Twitch. It's D&D 5e, and we'd love to tell you about it, but we can't. Because seriously, the cast know nothing about what is going to happen. Adam McNamara is mystified. Del Borovic is baffled. Guy Bradford is bewildered. Tyler Hewitt is even more clueless than usual. And me, Ryan LaPlante, the DM, I'm the only person who knows what's going on. We're live on Twitch May 31st at 8.30 p.m. EST. And every Friday after our Wednesday night shows, we'll be dropping two episodes of Jesters of Ravenloft here. So get ready, subscribe, and soon you will be journeying into Ravenloft alongside our Jesters. Oh yeah, don't tell them about the whole Ravenloft thing. They really know nothing.